Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Because God, see, we need to be saying, listen, this is our, this is our theme, guys. This is what we get to do. And everybody goes, I say, yeah, I understand sometimes it's a, it's a challenge in our culture now. They don't know quite what to do with Christmas. And there was a time I used to get really mad because people didn't want the Christmas tree. They wanted a holiday tree. Or, and they didn't want to say Merry Christmas in the department store. And, and they kind of tried to push Jesus out of his story. And I used to get kind of mad about that. I don't get mad anymore. Because what they do doesn't change the story. You understand? It doesn't change the story. And actually, I feel very sad that they are not experiencing the story. That's why they are the way they are. And God loves them. He really wants them to experience his story. So here's what I know. Merry Christmas makes for a happy holiday. Now, you need to get your Bibles and go to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, and also Luke, chapter 2. We're going to look at your Bible, your iPhone, your iPad, or whatever you may have, and we're going to look at the Scripture together. But here's what I want you to know. The first thing I want you to get, the Christmas season is about God reaching out to us. That's the Christmas story. The Christmas story is about what God was doing to reach to where you are and where I am, where everyone is, and make a difference in our life. That's the joy of the Christmas story. That's the purpose of the Christmas story. Here's what it says in John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. Now, the Word is important. The Word is talking about the Logos, the Word, the living Word, the eternal Word, the absolute Word. All right? And it's talking about a person who is synonymous with the Word. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God. Good. Now watch. And the Word was God. Wow. This is where we have the direct connection for the Holy Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is taught throughout Christian doctrine. But here you see that there was God and there was the Word, which we're going to know who that is in a minute. And then they, the Word was God, co-equal, co-eternal, and co-existent. You can't get around that. He came, and look at this, look at verse 10. He came into this very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came. The Word, who was God, was always with God, came here. Now, we didn't recognize him because the truth is he didn't look like God. He looked kind of like you and me. He didn't act like they thought God should act. He was amazing in his love and his grace and his mercy. And so the Christmas season is about God reaching out to us. Now, a couple of things you got to get with that. First of all, Christ's birth was both miraculous and mysterious. Man, it's the thing about this. When God was reaching out to us and down to us, 
It was both miraculous and mysterious. Look at verse 14. So the Word became human and made his home among us. And he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Not another son like him. Jesus Christ became human, born of the Virgin Mary, uh, and there was no other son like him. He was not just one of the angels. He was greater than the angels. He was God. And he comes. And guys, it is miraculous. This thing called the virgin birth. I've been, I've been studying theology for 38 years. Actually, probably longer than that, but I've been in the ministry 38 years. I still can't explain this. I just bow down in reverence and say, God, you're just incredible what you did. That you would send an angel to tell Mary that she was going to give birth to Emmanuel, God with us, and he would save us from our sins. And she said, how can this be? Because I've never known a man. I don't understand what you're saying. And, 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 and the answer, it's okay, because with God, all things are possible. And this miracle is possible because God's the father of this child. It will be something unparalleled, without equal. It'll be a virgin birth. And it was miraculous because God was the Father. And it was mysterious because you just can't fathom how it worked. And you can't fathom how it plays out in the reality of the Christmas story. Because in the miracle, there's the virgin birth. It's the mystery, and, and, and that's just what it is. The, the end, exclamation point. And then you have the mystery of deity and humanity because God became human. Becoming man without discarding his deity, being God without distorting his humanity. Impossible to us. Unexplainable by us. But nonetheless, extremely real and absolute in every way. The Christmas story is about God who became flesh and lived here for 33 years as the God-man, taking on limitation of the flesh to some point and always being God and yet being very human. He would be tired. He would be hungry. He would be hurt. He would bleed. He would feel betrayal. He would feel rejection. He would weep over a friend who had died. He would weep over a nation who would reject him. He was human. And even on the cross, he would say, I am thirsty. I'm thirsty. Wow. Christ's birth is majestic. In Luke chapter 2, verse 11, it says this. The angels were there. An angel appeared to the shepherds watching over the sheep, and, and they told him, don't be afraid. Why? Because I'm giving you great 
news that will bring joy to everyone. This is it. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, was born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Today, God's prophecy has come true. His promise is being fulfilled. Today, the Savior's come, the anointed one of God. And he's Lord. Man, it's majestic that God would come and live with us. As our, and be our Savior, dying on the cross for us. That's what a Savior does. He sacrifices. He, he pays the price. And understand the Christmas story is more than just about a baby. It's about God, Jesus, who would become flesh, be born of a baby, live to be a man, and die on the cross for our sins. That's, that's the story of it. Savior and Lord. Had a friend I was talking to, and he, had, he was wanting to know how he could have faith to trust Christ, and we had talked about it on many occasions. Uh, and he said, I'm just struggling with it. Uh, you know, and, and I gave him something to read, and he came across the, 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 the book was talking about that God did this and Jesus did this. And he said, i got to ask you a question. Are they the same? I said, yes, they are. He said, well, I just, I can't comprehend that. I said, well, welcome to the club. I can't either. I just know it's true by how Jesus lived his life. He revealed the glory of the Father. And he did that which only God could do on earth. He healed the leper, forgave sin. He did those two things to demonstrate that he was really God. Now, because of that, let's look at this other truth I want you to get real quick. And that is this, uh, the joy of Christmas is receiving God's gift from heaven for our life. Man, he did something miraculous for Christmas. He gave us the greatest gift you'll ever receive. He gave us his son, and in his son, he gives us eternal life. John 1, 12 and 13 say it this way as John talks about this. But to all who believed him and accepted him, He gave them the right to become the children of God. They are reborn. Ah, isn't that amazing? Reborn, not with a physical birth, but a spiritual birth resulting from human passion. They they didn't come out of a, a human passion or human plan. This was beyond that. A spiritual birth is from above. Physical birth is right here. We all, hey, if you're, if you're listening to me talk today, you've had a physical birth. If you have Christ in your life, you've had a spiritual birth. And if not, you're dead to him. And you can fix that today by receiving him into your life and accepting all he's done for you. So he said, if you'll believe, if you'll believe on me, if you'll accept me, then you'll have that spiritual birth, a birth that comes from God. That's what he's talking about here. There's a gift that came from heaven in the person of Jesus Christ to come and do something remarkable. Jesus came from heaven to earth as a baby, died as a criminal on the cross for the purpose to rescue us from sin and secure a place to be forever with him. What do you do? You receive the miracle, guys. I mean, it's a miracle. You receive what he did. Coming to earth, dying on a cross, you receive God's total plan. You receive the miracle, the mystery, and the majesty of Jesus into your life. You don't have to understand it. 
Everybody said, people say, well, if I, when I understand it, I'll, I'll accept it. You can't ever really understand it. It is by faith you've heard truth. It does something to touch your spirit. And you finally come out of willing surrender and say, here I am. I receive what you've done. I can't explain it. I can't comprehend it all with human reasoning. But I know you did it. And I receive what you did for me on the cross. Your love for me, your grace to me. You rejoice in your relationship with him. That's what Christmas is about. We have a Merry Christmas because we rejoice in him. Man, we just have a party. And celebrate who he is and what he's done in our life. And how he loves us and how he forgives us and how he carries us when we can't carry ourselves. How he's there through the, the great days and the bad days. How he's there no matter what. And we reflect his love and grace to those around us. We reach out and love people, guys. We love that person that don't want to have a Christmas tree. Because God loves them. We love that person that doesn't want you to say Merry Christmas. Because God loves them. Their rejection of Christ doesn't diminish his story at all. Doesn't reduce it at all. Merry Christmas makes for a happy holiday. Well, this just want to think about what Jesus did for me. It makes me want to sing out, but I know I, y'all would endure that. So I'm going to read this song to you. I heard it this week, and it just blessed me so much, I just want to share it with you. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. That's faith, guys. Now watch the, the last verse. To the old rugged cross I will ever be true. It's shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away and where his glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. And I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. I heard that song on a Tuesday night this past week on a show called The Voice, and it blew me away. It just blew me away. First of all, I thought I misunderstood when the guy said, and Craig Wade Boyd is going to sing Old Rugged Cross. I'm going, what? Whoa, whoa, what? National TV, millions watching. He's going to sing one of the greatest songs ever written about the cross. It uses those uh, politically incorrect words like sinner. And when he got through singing it, he brought the house down. He actually brought the house down. Man, it's incredible. Tears in my eyes. I'm going, Lord, that's so awesome. What a testimony for all the world to hear. 
what you did on the cross. But here's what happened. When he got through singing, the coaches stood. And the first one was standing was Pharrell. You got Adam and Gwen and Blake and Pharrell, and they are, they're, and they're incredible in all their right and successful in their, each their own gender of music, genre of music. But, but they, they, they sit, they stood, and, and the one who didn't want to sit down was Pharrell. Pharrell claims to be a Christian, and I, I would, just by watching, I kind of think that's good. But here's what happened. When the applause died down, Pharrell is still standing, and he said, when the guy said, okay, Coach Pharrell, what do, you, what do you have to say? And here's what he said to Craig Wayne Boyd. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. To God be the glory. And he says to, to Craig Wayne Boyd, going through everything you've gone through to get to this stage, I have a question for you which I thought was pretty amazing, incidentally, because the whole world's going to hear this. What does it feel like to be at the top of your game and to surrender it to God in front of the whole entire world? And, and he responded and said something, and it, it wasn't clear. It could be heard. And for us, I didn't hear. Excuse me, I didn't hear you. And he said, man, I feel so blessed. I, I, I don't know what to say. Then they went to Gwen, and Gwen's crying. And I'm thinking, God, your story is still so anointed when people hear it. They don't even know what to do with it. So incredible is this. Uh, some people had a, uh, had, a, had a birthday party for my wife, and they, they invited her. You know, we had a thing, and it was pretty cool, and... And they were talking about the voice. Did you hear the voice? Did you see the voice? I said, yeah, man, I saw that. It was great. Old rugged cross. Wasn't it awesome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, well, I taped it, and I'm going to play it tonight. I said, that'd be cool. And sure enough, as the night went on, they pulled it up, my DVR, and played this segment where he sang the old rugged cross to a room full of people. Some may not know Jesus. And you could have heard a pin drop. Some begin to cry. I thought, dear God, how anointed is your message? It's a part of the Christmas story. Has Christ come to your life? Have you had that spiritual birth? 